fall to the L.A. Clippers, 116-112. Jazz split the two-game series in L.A. Tonight was a ton of fun. Both teams were at full strength. The Clippers had their full array of talent with Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Nicholas Batum. The Jazz got Mike Conley back, and they both played a heck of a basketball game. Clippers jump early at halftime. The Jazz were getting throttled pretty good. They show a lot of resiliency in the second half, and they end up falling to the Clippers by the final score of 116-112. We'll be breaking it down coming up on Postcast. I'm David Locke. This is Postcast. We are live for you on YouTube, on Twitch, and on Facebook on Locked On Live at DLock09 on Periscope. The Jazz and the Clippers play today, and the Clippers get the win, their first in three attempts against the Jazz. Here are my take on this one, then we'll get your thoughts and your comments. The first part of this one that I would give you as my take on this one is the script is now written on how to play the Utah Jazz. Two games in a row, the Clippers came out on this one. They hugged the Jazz shooters. They forced the Jazz to play two-man game. They improved a great deal in game two on dealing with Rudy Gobert and not letting Rudy get behind him. They crashed the offense, the defensive glass with much more tenacity than they did in game number one and did not allow the Jazz to get those opportunities. And so now it's going to be set. The Jazz ended up with just one catch-and-shoot three for the entire second half of that game. They went one for three in the second half on catch-and-shoot threes. And so that is going to be the new model that everybody has out there on how to play the Jazz. Now, as Ron Boone pointed out on our broadcast, not everybody can do that, but it's going to be what everybody tries. It'll be interesting to see Charlotte tried to switch against the Jazz when we played them earlier. The Jazz ended up not shooting a long two the whole game and shooting about 53s. I don't think we'll see that again from Charlotte. That'll be a telltale sign of what they do. This is how a season evolves. These are the things that happen. A bunch of teams try things. The Jazz have beat everybody at their games. And now we're beginning to see teams. And the impact of that is the Jazz are end up not shooting the same shots that they were shooting. Tonight, the Jazz end up taking 37 non-restricted area twos. In the first game against the Clippers, they took a season high 35. The 76ers did it to them a little bit, 31. So if you look at what the Jazz last three games, the season high at the end of the 76er game was 31 non-restricted area twos. The next game, that number went up to 35. Now that game number is at 37. Teams are changing the way they're playing the Jazz and not allowing them to get the three-point shots, the penetration, the game that they want to get, and we're going to see how the Jazz react to that. Tonight, Jazz fall four points short while the Clippers are executing that game plan pretty darn well to the Jazz. Patrick Beverly got in on Donovan Mitchell early in this ballgame disrupted him a great deal. Donovan finally got it going later, but I think we'll look at the uh, end of this game. We'll still look at the box scores, and we'll see that Donovan did most of his damage against other players. Uh, other than Beverly, Beverly gets into him, disrupts him early. Uh, Jazz fired back in the fourth quarter. They shot 60% in the fourth quarter, put 37 points on the board. So by the end of the night, the offensive and the defensive ratings were about all right, 119, meaning they held the Clippers about average, 115 for the offense, meaning the Clippers held them down. The Clippers are really good. In my opinion, they're the best team in the West. I've thought that all year long. Tonight kind of proved it to me. At home, they win by four. We'd see what happens with a little energy and in our building. It'd be a heck of a series. We saw two teams at their peak. Both full health, playing about as well as you can uh, with a lot of tenacity. And I thought the Clippers reacted really, really well. One thing I think that's important to recognize about the Clippers is that Tyrone Luke can coach. He never got a lot of credit for winning the title that he got in Cleveland. And I think he deserves that credit. I think you could see that they came with a game plan. They came with a model. 
He literally told us in his pregame press conference the things they were going to improve upon, and they improved on all of them. So that's a team that's listening and connected to their coach and playing pretty well. Let's go to your questions. Uh, Tyson says, Clippers are too good one-on-one. Also, the Clippers wouldn't let us get any second-chance points. It's a good point. I mean, Kawhi Leonard's is working one-on-one. They went at bogey a lot in this ballgame. They did it the other night, too, with their three guards. I thought the closing lineup by the Clippers was really interesting. They didn't close with either Obaka or Zubak as the center. Instead, went to Marcus Morris. Gobert guards the rim. That left Patrick Beverly open for threes just the way the Jazz rotated. That was all on that. Morris hit a big three earlier. Those guys can knock down shots. That's that's their game. They're going to go one-on-one, bring Rudy into the play, or get Rudy switched on a play, and then they're going to crash the offensive glass behind when Rudy's not there. Or on the other side of things, they're going to force find the open through and Rudy sags in. So you've got their game plan, and they executed it pretty darn well. Um, in that Matt James, when the Cl- Jazz play the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals, the Jazz will win in six. Do I agree? I like. I don't know if I agree because I've never been one to want to lie to you, but I like the concept a lot. Um, it would be after the Clippers knock off the Lakers and we have the number one seed would be if we're going to write the script exactly. 13 total assists. How do the Jazz adjust to this? This is a great question, Rob. This is what we're going to watch for the next little bit. There's no assist to be had. You're driving to the basket. They're holding on all the shooters. You're in a pick and roll. Rudy's there. Your only assist is a lob to Rudy. They're not letting Rudy get behind him. The Jazz spread some things out, moved different spots on the floor. Uh, This is going to be worth watching. The Jazz, if they're going to get assists, they're going to have to be in transition. And they're going to have to get out, as Ron talks a lot about on our broadcast, get out and run, get out those opportunities. If they don't do that, it is until they figure out what to do against these style of defenses, it's the assist numbers are going to drop. They're going to fade. And the Jazz are going to have to find a way to get back to that catch and shoot. Jazz look tired and still hung in there. This team's got to be tired. That was quite a run. Um, it's still going on, frankly. Uh, and they get to all-star break and see what they can do. Um, but they, you know, yeah, I, I thought they looked tired for a while. Some of the shots not going down. They opened the night, I think, one of ten on catch and shoot threes. Um so I, I think that, you know, there probably is a fatigue factor. So I guess they're not going 67 and five. We're going to, we split with the Clippers. That's a successful trip. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? At halftime, they looked really superior to us. In the third quarter, we got them 27, 25 and kind of brought it back in and said, okay, over the course of a game, this is going to be a battle. Um, you know, I think that that's, I think that's, you know, a good sign. Too many long twos. I agree, but I don't. Like, I don't actually have a really good answer of what other shots you're getting. You're, I think you're going to have to see the search dribble. We never saw the search dribble once tonight. We never saw a jazz guard. Instead of taking that shot, taking the search dribble around the other side and coming back out and being able to find a shooter and create some activity that way. Um, you know, I think our guy's natural instinct is to shoot that shot when they come off the pick and roll. We have a lot of offensive-minded players, so they're going to have to work through that. Like, Donovan's not thinking about passing necessarily when he comes in there. Boyan's not thinking about passing in those circumstances. So for them to search dribble would be a pretty dramatic change for them, but that's what I think they have to do to not take as many of those. You know, you can tell me that that's the shot they're giving you and that's the shot you got to take. There's a reason why. Like, they want you to take that shot. Last night, the Jazz Jazz actually shot pretty well in that shot. I think they shot about 50%. They're not going to do that very often. They're not going to shoot that. That's a 40% shot. The league average is there. The jazz average is there. They'll be there over time. And so you keep living by that shot. You're going to shoot 40% on that before it's over. It's not good. 
From YouTube, there's about six possessions that the Jazz really wish they had back. Some, though, mistakes on good looks. Yeah, I mean, I think probably this one early where they did something silly. Um, I can't remember what it was, but I remember saying on the broadcast that, like, you can't do that in a game. It's going to be decided by a possession or two. Um, but, I, I, you know, I think that there's an intensity level there. Um, the turnovers, I don't feel like the turnovers are really bad tonight. They had 11. I don't care about turnovers. I care about opponent steals. Um, I don't know if I have that number. Um, Clippers steals tonight was five irrelevant. Like you get five steals in a game. So there's nothing to that. So, yeah, I mean, and I'm sure the Clippers have some possessions they want back too. you know, the interesting one on Kawhi is he can get a shot anytime he wants, but I think you almost have to decide you're going to let him take those mid range twos contest him the best you can. Just don't foul him. And they generally did a good job of that. Clippers did a really good job of running us out the three point line game had a playoff intensity. Yeah, it was a super, 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 um, Basketball game, a lot of skills, a lot of matchups, a lot of good. Uh, it was a good game. What do I think of Paul George's push-off game? I think Paul George's push-off game was the exact same as Boyan's push-off game on Lou Williams. I think they both should have been called. That's what I'd have to say about that. Jazz are still amazing, says Winston Whitney. Donovan trying to will the team at the end is everything we need. We'll be fine. Just keep the game plan together. Go, Jazz. Absolutely. Keep the game plan together and try to figure out, like, you know, how to adjust to various things. The key is to having the right personnel. Otherwise, the script is pointless. You are right, Paul. Exactly right. The fact of the matter is there's a script now on how to play the Jazz. Who's actually good enough to execute it? It's going to be really interesting to watch, but I generally promise you that every team in the league is going to hug to the shooters, play the pick and roll of two guys. Rudy's going to have a bunch of 20-20 games. Donovan's going to have 40 some night here soon, and that's how it's going to play out. Have a good night.